0: I'm really excited today to have lots of family and friends with us. It's, it's great to have you with us to share on this dedication Sunday. And I'm just going to speak for a little while this morning because I'm sure you've got lots of exciting things that you're going to be doing after to carry on your celebrations. Now, I wanted to share with you from a few verses in the New Testament which talk about when Jesus, after he was born, his mom and dad, Mary and Joseph, took him to the temple to be dedicated. So we're going to read through that. It's a little bit of a longer passage from the Bible, but if you just bear with me and then we'll have a little look at it afterwards. So Luke 2, 21 to 20 to 40, sorry. It says On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him. To the Lord as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. We weren't that encouraging this morning, were we? (laughs) It's not the most encouraging thing to say to a young mum, is it? But when we know the full story, we can look at it and think, wow, how amazing. And it carries on, it says, There was also a prophet Anna the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and, went, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all whom were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. That was a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it, this morning? But what I want to say to you, we needed to read all of it. Because when you look at Mary and Joseph and everything they went through, If you look back to Christmas time, it wasn't the most usual of courtships that they had. It probably started off okay. But then after a little while, angels got involved and pregnancies got involved. And then going to Jerusalem got involved and wise men got involved and shepherds and more angels got involved. I don't know about you, but when I had my children, I have two girls you sort of get everything ready, and you sort yourself out, and you have your little wardrobe ready with all the clothes hanging in it. And it's all sorted. You've got your little bag packed for the hospital. And Mary, it was just complete, completely blown out of what their normality of their custom probably would have expected. It was not the usual and so, bless them, Mary and Joseph, after all this had happened, after angels and wise men and gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and shepherds and nowhere to have a baby and having to have it in a in a cow shed, after all of this, they tried to bring a bit of normality back into their lives. As we often do, don't we? When things come up in our lives, when things go wrong, when things go right, when things are just Plain old odds because they are sometimes, aren't they? We try and bring some normality back in. And that's what Mary and Joseph did. They tried to bring some normality back in. And in doing that, they did, as it said, over and over again in that scripture, what was required of them by the law of Moses? What was required of them? And it kept saying it as we read through. What was required of them? They took Jesus for what was required of them. They tried to add some normality back in to what must have been a whirlwind 12 months for them. And as they did that, God just got involved again. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. When they attempted to bring that normality in, and very often we do too, they made a choice about how they wanted to live their lives, how they wanted their son to live his life, in the customs that they knew, and everything they understood. And the first thing, the first point I've got for you this morning is choosing your lifestyle. Mary and Joseph were choosing their parenting style. And for some of you, you can swap that word lifestyle for parenting. You've got to choose your parenting style got to choose how you bring up your children but not everyone in the room's got children so you've got to choose that lifestyle that you want to live you've got to choose how you live your life and all sorts of things can go on but you've still got to make that choice and come back to how you're going to choose to live your life And, you know, there are so many parenting styles about, aren't there? There's, like, really authoritarian parenting. And then there's parenting that's just like, yeah, just do whatever you want. Eat all the chocolate in the cupboard and do this and just whatever you want. And I'm quite schizophrenic in my parenting because I'm like, I'm very authoritarian. You will do as you're told, children. But when I'm tired, just do what you want. (laughs) Just eat. It's fine. You've had your supper, but just eat. That was me last night (laughs) after the girls had had some supper, and Grace was like, I'm still hungry. And if you see the size of Grace's legs, you'll understand why. I'm just like, just eat something then. And sometimes, as parenting, we can just be completely uninvolved. There's so many types of parenting that we can choose to dip in and out of. There's so many types of lifestyles that we can choose to dip in and out of. We can choose to dip into, in a, into a sporting sort of lifestyle. Or and you could just do the spy skills, couldn't you, really? And just pick which spy school you want to be and live your lifestyle out that way. For those of you who don't know who they are, then you're very blessed. There's so many ways you can live your life. You can choose to live your life with church involved in it. You can choose to live your life family centered. You can choose to live your life focused around your job. We choose and make choices every day of how we live our lives. And Mary and Joseph were no different. In bringing up Jesus, the Son of God, they were no different from you or I because they had to choose their parenting style, their lifestyle. And today, we can make that choice. We can make a choice of how we choose to parent our children from this moment on. Maybe we'll look back and think, yeah, I'm doing okay. Maybe we'll look back and think, oh, that wasn't so good. But we can choose today how we parent our children. We can choose today how we choose to outlive and work out our lives. You can get all the top tips on social media, on blogs, from magazines, You can follow the latest craze, whatever is going on. But ultimately, choosing your parenting style or your lifestyle is actually about what overflows out of you when no one else is looking. What overflows out of you when the doors are shut. And if you don't like what overflows out of you when no one else is there, when it's just you and your family, then you have to make a choice today or tomorrow, or the next day. But at some point, you have to make a choice that I'm going to change how I live my lifestyle. I'm going to change how I parent my children. I'm going to change how I am with my partner. I'm going to change how I am in my workplace. And we can, we can follow all the latest crazies. We can do all of that. But ultimately, it comes out of how you live your life behind closed doors. And that will overflow from you. So can I encourage you this morning... Consider how you want to live your life and then make choices to help you to move that way. You know, in our house, our younger daughter is eight and you can't get away with anything. She is the biggest telltale in the world ever and I defy any of you to show me a telltale bigger than Olivia. So don't be telltales and go and tell her that I've told you this. Because this will be deprevental to me. I can't even say that word, but it will be. But she is a big telltale. She telltales on her sister, which is fine. I can cope with that. I was a younger sibling myself. My sister used to call me things that I won't repeat on the stage, but it involved telltale and another word. And that was what she used to call me all the time. So it's obviously in the Genetics. I can cope with the telling tales on Grace, but when she starts telling tales on me to Paul, this is not good. So for example, we are not allowed to feed our dog at the table. I like to sneak a little stick because I really like the dog, and she really likes me, because I feed it. I find this works. Daddy, mommy's feeding the dog onto the table again. And he really tells me off. It's it's, it's bad, isn't it? So I was like, okay, okay, Pepper. well, we'll just feed, that's our dog's name, Pepper. Okay, well, we'll just feed, okay, I'll save it on my plate and I'll go and put it in your bowl in the kitchen. That's how it works now. That's what we do. Apart from when Paul's not in and I'll still do it. (laughs) Shh. Then we have this other rule in our house that, well, it's my rule, actually, that goes like this. Girls, before you go to school, finish your drink and then go and put it in the kitchen. I think this is fair enough. Otherwise, they're not hydrated for the day. Yeah? Fair enough. They have this little, this little trick of drinking their drink on the way to the kitchen and tipping what's left down the sink. Now, I know that they do this because the residue is there in the sink so I'll always say, don't tip it down the sink, let me see you finish, let me see the empty bottom of your cup and um, so the other day, I had a cup that I'd taken upstairs when I went to bed and there was still some left in it, so I thought, I don't really want to drink that, it's been there all night I'm going to tip it down the sink Daddy! (laughs) Mummy has tipped her drink down the sink and she says we're not allowed to do this there was no question of why i would tipped it down the sink at this point i chose to have quite a big mickey and explain to olivia first and then to paul second before he had a chance to tell me off that actually it was a drink from the previous night she is a really big telltale but the reason she telltales is this because she knows what the rules are she knows how we say that we live our lives but then when we do something that is different from what we say, she's like, no, the world is black and white to Olivia. There is no grey area. But when they get to grey area, she just doesn't, doesn't work for it because all she understands is we have said as a family, this is how we will live our lives. This is how we will behave with the dog. This is how we will behave with our drinks before we go to school. This is how we live our lives. So when we don't live our lives like that, she picks up on it because it doesn't add up to her. And we need to consider ourselves, what are we going to do and what are we going to actually stick to? Because it's so easy to say, I'm going to go running every day. I'm going to live my life like this every day. I'm going to go to church every Sunday. I'm going to do this with my family once a month. But actually when it comes to it, there seem to be so many grey areas of why we don't stick to what we do. And I think we all need an Olivia going to us, but you said this is what we do. And I want you to consider when you make those choices with your parenting style, with your lifestyle, just imagine Olivia in your ear going, but you said. But this is what you said we do. This is what we said we wouldn't do. We all need an Olivia to remind us of what we've said and to help us to display on a daily basis those decisions that we make. The second thing I want to say to you is this. Living by the book. This one had worked for Olivia. She likes this sort of thing. And we saw with Mary and Joseph, I've said before, that they lived by the book. In verses 21 to 24, It says that they went to the temple to do what was customary of them. They went to do what was right. They went to do the custom that the law required of them. It says, when the time came, and we can all live by the book. We can all live by the book of parenting, whichever one you choose. We can all live by the book that we've read about marriage, whichever one you choose. We can all live by the book that we've read about how you should grow up and how you should live your life. We can make a choice to live that way. And sometimes living by the book doesn't always cut it. Because we put boundaries and things within our lives that God wants to break into and do something new and fresh. When I met Paul, I was very much like Olivia. So I blame myself for how she is now, but we'll get there. But when I met Paul, I was very much, this is how I've been brought up. This is how we behaved as a family. This is what you should do and how you should live your life. And then I met Paul who was just box. What box? The one you've just over that I fitted everything in my life into and everything in my life had a box and Paul just came and danced all the way across it and I'm still rocking to this day (laughs) someone saved me But you can choose to live your life a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with what Mary and Joseph did. There's nothing wrong with taking the Bible and saying, I'm going to live my life this way. But sometimes you've got to allow for things to come in and completely change and transform how you see things. Let's look at the next point. It's called living by the book meets God impact. Mary and Joseph chose to live by the book input yeah it could be that as well <laughs> whichever you fancy i've got a cold i've got man flu which e- oh you've lost me now paul me. you throw me Should just let me carry on so living by the book meets god input it is input i do apologize let me have a drink mary and joseph had chosen to live by the book what they did with jesus at this next point But God still wanted to input into that and throw a spanner in the works. God was quite happy with what they were doing, but he wanted to show them there was something more and something bigger than what they'd known before. It says in the passage that we read that the child's father and mother marveled at what Simeon said about Jesus. Simeon came along and threw a spanner in the works of everything Mary and Joseph knew. It set them up for what was coming for the future. Anna, when she came, came in and spoke something different in and then spread that word wider fields. And you know, sometimes we can choose to live our lives a certain way. We can choose to parent a certain way. Maybe it's based on how we've been brought up. Maybe it's based on a book that we've read. Maybe it's based on how we've seen other people living and we think, I like that. I'm going to do that too. But actually, God wants you to allow other people in, just like Mary and Joseph did Simeon was allowed in and he took Jesus in his arms there was a connection there was something deeper allow others in to sometimes just completely throw your world around from what you know but it can do you good and with Anna she came with a different voice and then she proclaimed it out to those around her. You've got to give other people a voice into your life. Give other people a voice into how you parent. Give other people a voice into your marriage. Because when we do those things, it actually brings God into the equation in a way that nothing else can. Allowing God in, not just, not just the book of how we've decided to live our lives. Whether that's a book or just our own thinking and our own decisions. Allowing God in through people, through his spirit, through whatever else or the means that there are, brings hope, opens doors of opportunity and speaks into the future of what God wants to do for you. And what we have to remember in the first place is God created the book that Mary and Joseph were trying to adhere to. And I I, I used to love creative writing when I was a child. And I, the thing that I liked the most about it was that you had, if you were writing the story, you had artistic license. That meant you could start a sentence with and if you wanted to, because it was mice. Oh, listen to the teachers freaking out. Start a sentence with and. It's okay, because I have the artistic license to do so. God wants to allow something into your life that will break you free from the habits that have held you down, from the things that have come through your family, so there's something new and something fresh, so something different can come in. God wants to input into your parenting and into your life so you have preparation for what's coming in the future, so you have wisdom to keep going, so that there's faith there for everything that comes, so that there's hope in the difficult times, and so that ultimately blessing will come. In Jeremiah 29 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God wants to give you a hope and a future. And that was what was happening when Simeon and when Anna came and and inputted into Mary and Joseph. This morning, what I want to say to you is, you may have come along this morning to have your child dedicated. You may have come along this morning just because you've been invited, because somebody's having their child dedicated. You've chosen this morning to live by the book of what you should do. I've been invited, so I should go. That is the right and proper thing to do. And I'm sure many of you want to be here and love to be here and it's great to come and spend time together. But this morning, God wants to input into your life in a way that you didn't expect. God wants to say to you this morning, you may have come this morning just for a dedication, but actually, I want to say to you that I love you. I want to say to you that my son died on the cross for you. I want to say to you this morning that there is a way out of where you are. I want to say to you this morning that there is blessing. Seen above what you've ever known. I want to say to you this morning that if you've got ill health or if you've got mental health issues, if you've got financial difficulties, then I want to come alongside you and love and support you through those times. I know a God who has set me free. I know a God who has brought me to a place I never thought I could have been from where I found myself. And I haven't got time now to go into all that. But this morning you may have come just to live your life by the book. But God wants to input into you and is calling you to make a decision to choose your lifestyle and how you live it. Rich, if you want to come up, that would be great. So let me conclude with this. I love it where it says, the child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. This morning, God wants you to marvel at your kids, at your life. And you may think, I can't marvel at my life, it's not very good. But God wants to get you to a place where you can marvel and tell tell stories of the amazing and wonderful things that he has done for you. And I know many people in this room who could do that today. But God also wants to help you. In the very last verse, in verse 40, it says, And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. This morning, God wants you to grow and be strong. God wants you to begin to make a decision. Maybe that decision is planting yourself in God for the first time. Maybe that decision is is choosing to live your lifestyle in a different way so that you grow in grace and in love and in kindness like you've never grown before. This morning, God wants to input into you God wants to bring change to you and God wants to come alongside you and let you know that he loves you and that he is there to help you with everything that you do in your life in your parenting, in your marriage in your job let's pray Father God I thank you that you are a good God God I thank you for those who have been dedicated this morning. God, and I pray that as, as we've seen what's gone on, God, and we, as we've heard about you, Father, that we would make a cho- choice to live our lifestyle for you. That we would make a choice not only to live by the book of what you call us to, but allow your input to come into our lives in a way that we've never known before. God, I pray for people this morning, if they don't know you, God, that you would stir their hearts. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, and if you've heard what's been said this morning and you're thinking, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to find out some more. I want to know more about what it is to be a Christian. Have a chat with someone you've come along to or come and speak to one of us. We would love to talk to you. We would love to help you on that journey so that you actually move from a place of just living by the book to allowing God to input into your life.